Welcome back to our mini, my favorite time of the day. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. <laughs> What's guys? up, guys? <laughs> I was going to say girls, and then sorry. I'm sorry, Danny. Yeah. In- inclusivity. So it came it. out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, y'all? Money. Money, money, money. Yeah, I'm always thinking about money because I feel like I've always been poor. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. You would think in law enforcement we make a hundred million dollars a year, but we do not. <laughs> you didn't get into law enforcement for the money? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. Wrong profession, in case anyone's looking. Um, but I always think about there there are a couple of aspects to this, right? Mm-hmm. The first one being how do you set up for a financial future when you are a caregiver for somebody who has mental health issues? Because yeah. I don't know about you, Nancy, mm-hmm. but this has really drained my bank account over the years. I was always living paycheck to paycheck, even though on paper it looked like I made a lot of money. I mean, there were often times we were really scrambling for stuff. And a lot of these, when I think of people who have kids, teenage years, when I had my son struggling during those years, um, insurance-wise, a lot of things, you just want the help. You pay a lot of things out of pocket, yep. and then, of course, send them back through the insurance company and try and get a few pennies as a difference. But it's really, it's a complicated process at times, And uh, but you just want the help. You just look for, uh, you know, the right professional, and, of course, great to look through your insurance company. But sometimes something like psychiatry, when you look for, when you're looking for medication, um medication questions to be answered has to be a psychiatrist many psychiatrists are out of pocket so uh that adds up but even even co-pays like i was spending you know when he was changing medications consistently i I could be spending anywhere from a hundred dollars a month to four hundred dollars a month and that was just co-pays okay Mm -hmm. i mean that becomes a lot of money so then my thought is will i ever be able to retire because as much as i love being a police officer, I cannot do this long term. Right. So what do you do? How do you prepare yourself? Well, I think of a lot of aspects of, and I don't want to just focus on adolescents, taking, caring for adolescents, because there certainly is a lot to say about caring for adult children. Oh, I'm, adult, yeah, I wasn't. And even, also, we yeah. just we just had a we just had a, a wonderful guest talking about geriatric people that take care of even parents, um, mental health issues of everyone all around. But uh, but there are certain things when you look back to the kids, and I think of our our guests that we've had. If it's schools, you know, you think my child can't make it in the public school, you know, system. There is a lot going on with the, the, this mental health struggles, and uh, you know, you have to pull them out of school. You learn a lot from these professionals on getting help, getting things paid for. Therapeutic schools through the public schools when they're um, not cutting it, listen to these episodes. You learn a lot on how to manage the money that way. Um, but what about I think, your financial future? And and I wasn't yeah, referring just I, to adolescence. I was also, yeah. I mean, my son's an adult and I had to be caretaker for him into well, his adult years if, too. Yeah. And then what if you have parents who are right. ailing and you then have to financially support them? Right. What What is the best way to go about setting yourself up? If there's one thing that we have learned from, you know, we've learned many things from many guests, but if there's one thing that sticks out in my mind when you talk about money and caretaking, it's staying on top of it and planning ahead and seeking 
professional financial advice yes. from someone in the field who can tell you, okay, these are your options. You know, there are different options for every situation, looking at what a person can afford, what the options are, what the future may look like, A, B, or C. And honestly, I think that's the best way to stay stay sane is to stay on top of yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Proactive. Funny you say that and not funny, but I think the first financial planner I sat down with said to me, I don't know how you're going to survive. <laughs> how hopeful. <laughs> and I said, does that mean I'm going to be poor forever? And he said, if you keep going at the same rate you are, because at that time I was paying out of pocket for residential care. So mm-hmm. it was not. And, yeah. And, and again, what we've learned, people don't realize what, what they have in their pocket of rights and, if you go see a professional, you sometimes, you know, these parents would see, oh, I can even get residential care paid for, um, you know, a certain way, certain avenues. So right. a, it goes a long way to have a consultation with somebody. I, it sounds like collectively we're arriving at the first step is to try to mitigate the costs of the care while still getting the greatest level of care mm-hmm. for the person who needs it. So leveraging, um, you know, um, Therapeutic schools, whatever, Mm -hmm. yeah, resources. In the case of uh, a child where you can, um, we just had a terrific guest on talking about how um, you can get the school to pay for, you know, uh, for your child to go to a therapeutic day school. Or Or residential. Or residential, right, right. Which I was surprised about. And there are different ways that you can leverage, um, you know, your rights um, to make sure that they're getting the highest level of care for almost no cost to you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's step one. I think the other step is um, to be saving with this in mind, to create a particular bucket, whether it be in bonds that are going to be accruing interest, whether it's in uh, EFTs, whether it's in a a structured note, any sort of thing that's going to be earning on it while it's Mm -hmm. sitting, because we all um, have plans to be well, but sometimes, you know, it's, (laughs) it doesn't always go that way. Um, So if you can guarantee that care will need to be provided in the future, I think it's best to have some money set aside that can grow on its own so that you can use that, you know, for either future care or for yourself, the caregiver for your retirement. Well, you have to save whatever you you can. And even if that's $20 a month or whatever, initially I was putting aside $50 every paycheck and that was it. Mm -hmm. But I was putting it into a market. And then eventually what I started to do is meet with a financial planner basically every couple of years. Yeah. See where I'm at, check in to see if, you know, I could um, afford to retire at some point. So you have to keep doing those checks. And um, the other aspect is then let's say, you know, I own a home and, and a car and, and home has value and has mm-hmm. money, monetary value. And I have my retirement, <clears throat> excuse me, but what then do I do if my son is unstable and I pass away? Mm. Again, planning. I mean, plenty of people don't plan, especially, again, when you have a growing problem mm-hmm. from, let's say you have kids or a child that is all of a sudden, you know, a problem, and then you realize this kid really has a problem. It takes a while to to realize you've got a real problem on your hands that is going to lead into the future, put a dent in your finances. But 
as soon as you come to some, you know, hopefully someone listening to this has come to some reality and I'm talking to somebody again, you know, saying what happens when I die? Right. Um, what do you wh- do? What's, what's, what, and I'm sure that they would, you know, begin with the questions. Who, who do you have as a guardian? Who would you have as a guardian? Who, you know, they'll have their, their, um, their well, way right. to guardian go down for, the road. Guardian for smaller children. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're speaking of an adult child who has mental health issues, who's not on medication, um, do I want him to then have my $300,000 house to be able to liquef- liquefy it? Right. I mean, I have to tell you, honestly, that frightens me. Well, I think that um, going to a professional to seek financial advice in mm-hmm. this case has to be someone that has knowledge about disability yes. rights. You yes. know, there are a lot of professionals you can go to. There are a lot of lawyers uh, financial bankers, planners. financial planners, but going to someone who has great knowledge on the specifics of, you know, my child, my adult child has uh, mental illness, cannot live on their own or is living on their own, whatever the case is, right. and really going in that direction because that is very, that specific is different than just financial planning. I think that these these are individuals, these professionals that really know what they're talking about and can put you in the direction you need to be. Yeah, you have to really seek that out because it's not mm-hmm. publicly available. So hopefully we'll have on by time this drops a professional that can yeah. give us some advice on that, which mm-hmm. f- involves wills and trusts and special mm-hmm. needs trusts. And mm-hmm. there's some, oh, I can't remember the name of it. I'm getting old now. I can't remember anything. Um, But it's basically some kind of, oh, it's called an ABLE account, which Mm -hmm. don't ask me the specifics on that right now because I don't recall, but possibly we could ask the lawyer that comes in. That'd be great. Very important. Once again, staying on top of it. I mean, it's just... Proactive, not reactive. Proactive so you don't have to have a crisis on your hands. And, uh, you know, the, the more you know, the better you are. So if you're listening to this... Uh, I would make a phone call, and well, you want to do it now before there. you're in right. major blown crisis, and then whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's right. Find out your options. Knowledge is power. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We welcome your input. To contact us or any of our guests, please email us at behindourdoor@mail.com. That's behindourdoor@mail.com. And please don't forget to like and share our podcast. Um, Leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. We really want your feedback. It's important to us. We are so thankful that you are here and listening to us. If you or someone you know is in crisis struggling with mental illness, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or the NAMI Helpline at one 800 nine five zero six two six four until next time please join us for another conversation behind our door thanks for listening